Welcome to Expert Gold Radio, which shows you how to leverage your leadership. Here's your host, Gahan Pereira, for this month's show. Welcome to Expert Gold Radio for November 2014. This month, we're talking about content marketing. Now, content marketing is about promoting your products and services, not by advertising, but by giving valuable educational material that solves your customers' problems and positions you as an expert and authority. In fact, although this is called content marketing, it isn't only about marketing. Now, certainly, if you're a business owner or part of a marketing team, then yes, you use content marketing to promote products and services. But it's also the way you promote yourself as an expert. So this applies to leaders, managers, even team members and employees who want to be recognized for their ideas and their expertise. So whichever of these roles you have, the idea is that you share your ideas in articles, in blog posts, in YouTube videos, in slideshare presentations, webinars, and even offline things like printed articles in newspapers and magazines. The idea is that you make it 80% valuable information and at most 20% promotional. Now, one of the challenges of content marketing is having to keep creating and publishing new content, but you don't always have to do that. You do have to create new material from time to time, but in between that, it can be just as effective to take one idea and then convert that into multiple content marketing pieces. And this month, we're going to talk about exactly how to do that. So I'll share with you an extract from Winston Marsh's Business Marketing Show. And in this show, he interviews me on this topic. And Winston published this interview over five episodes of the show, but I've combined them here into one. So let's join that conversation now. Getting ideas for marketing material. I heard you tell me the other day that you can turn one idea into 20 pieces of marketing material. Gian, so you've got to tell me about that, Mr. Magic. Yes. Yes, and I love this idea, you know, because so many people think that they've got to do, they've got to create new material off the top of their head all the time. And what often happens is that they end up doing nothing at all. So their internet marketing really suffers because they're not, they're not publishing regularly because they think it's too much work. And it doesn't have to be. So you may, you may write one piece of content once and then convert it into lots of different formats so that you can reuse it and reuse it over and over again. And the word that a lot of people use is repurpose. So you take one idea and then you convert it into different formats. And it's good, not only because it saves you time, but also because some people like consuming it in different ways. So, you know, we know I like reading and I like listening to audio because I can listen to audio when I'm at the gym or in the car. Um, And I hate watching video. Uh, But there are lots of people, there are millions of people around the world who love watching video. So if I can create the same idea, the same article in text form for people who like reading, in audio form for people who like listening, and in video form for people who like watching, I'm actually doing them a favour, not just saving myself some time. As an aside, Gihan, I find that I can't be bothered watching video unless it's something funny, you know, a bit of stuff that people send you, or I love watching it when I need instructions, you know, if I find I can't do something on the computer or I want to fix my car, that's when I will watch a video. Are you sort of like that? Yeah, exactly. So there are times when you want in different formats. So if the publisher or the the business owner has taken the trouble to create in these different formats, it makes it so much easier for you as a reader or as a consumer. All right, well, let's get on with the 20 ways. How do you start? Okay, so the way to get started is then let's assume you're not a writer. So you're not used to writing stuff. Um, and that's typically most people aren't, aren't used to doing that. So I think the easiest way to get started is to write a little article with tips. And I reckon seven tips is about right. Now, it doesn't have to be exactly seven. You may go for six or five, somewhere between five and ten. So you write an article with seven tips or ideas 
that are going to make your customer's life better. So if you're a financial planner, it may be seven ways to make your money go further. If you're somebody who helps people with difficult conversations, it could be seven tips for having a difficult conversation with somebody you love. If you're anything else we know, like give me, a, give me an industry and we'll make up an article title around that. <laughs> what about marketing? Yeah, okay. Well, that's an easy one. So seven no-cost marketing ideas is a really easy one. <laughs> you could add another word, seven brilliant no-cost marketing ideas. Absolutely. Okay, so I've got a lovely title and I'm writing this article. How long should the article be? Oh, look, I reckon there's, it's up to you, but I reckon about one page long. So if you think about one printed page, you're looking at about four to 500 words long. It's, it, it may sound like a lot, but it's actually quite easy because all you're doing is writing these seven tips. You make a list of the seven things that you want to write about and then write one little paragraph about each one and you end up with about one page long. And don't be guilty of the curse of assumption. You'll think, oh, everybody knows that. But your tips can often be simple because everybody doesn't know that. Isn't that right? That's exactly right. So start with the things that you know that people are commonly asking you and that will give you, you know, half the tips that you that you want and then add a couple more. And what you'll find, we know, is that Obviously, not everybody who's reading the article is going to find all of those seven tips useful, but even if they find one or two useful, that makes the whole article worthwhile for them. There's a value in having an article with more than one piece in there. So you've got seven tips in there. If someone gets one good idea from that, that might be all they need. Now, I know you're going to give us the 20 ways to leverage it, but at the end of the article, do you have a selling paragraph? Do you have a link? What do you have? I don't want to see as I'm selling, but I do want people to read the tips and then do something, don't I? Yeah, that's right, and that's that's really important, we know. So my rule is 80-20. So it's the old 80-20 rule. So give 80% information and at most 20% content. So, yeah, and you find this works naturally. So if you've written an article with seven tips in there, that's let's say that's 80% of your article is actually those tips. And then at the end, you do want to have some invitation for the people reading it or watching it to get in touch with you. So absolutely do that because otherwise you're leaving them high and dry because some people will read the article and that's all. They'll get value from it and that's good. But there'll be other people who go, wow, this is fantastic information. I really need to get in touch with Gihan or I really need to get in touch with Winston. And so you should. You should take the opportunity to advertise. But because you do the advertising at the end, you've earned the right to advertise and to promote yourself and some people will appreciate that. And others, they'll just ignore it. They, they won't be upset with you, but they won't get any value from the advertising. But the ones who want to get in touch with you, you need to give them the way to do that. Yeah, it's more of the subtle sell than you're in your fast, in your face hard selling, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And you know, in, in some ways, what you do is write exactly the same as if it was a hard sell. It's just that it becomes subtle because you've given them so much information beforehand. Okay, we've got the article. What are we going to do now? Okay. So I reckon the first thing you do is, and we talked about writing the article first, so you've got this one page worth of text that you presumably typed up, so you've got it there. So let's look at what you can do with the text article just in its own format. So the first obvious thing, and the first two actually, are your blog and your newsletter. So publish it in your blog, and then publish it in your email newsletter. So you should have both those things, so you should have a blog, and you should have a newsletter. And they kind of serve different purposes, but for this purpose, it's worthwhile publishing the same article in both places. And just one little tip, I always publish to my blog first, you know, and then a few days later or maybe a week later, I publish the article to my newsletter because at the end of the newsletter article, I'll say, if you've got any comments, click here, and it takes them to the blog post, which is where they can comment. Yes, that's right. And, of course, different people read your blogs to what read your newsletter, don't they? 
That's right, that's right. So actually just on a little bit of a tangent, your blog should have a place where people can sign up to your newsletter and of course your newsletter should have a link to your blog. Vice versa. Uh-huh. Okay, we've got them on our blog and in our newsletter. Next. So those two places, your blog and a newsletter, are the places that you own. They're your properties. The next one is a site called ezinearticles.com. So E-Z-I-N-E articles.com. So this is one of many article directories and these are places where people can submit articles and other people can take those articles and use them. It's a completely free site to use, so they don't pay you for putting your articles on there and you don't have to pay them for using other people's articles. But it's a place where you can send that, you can publish your article there and other people who are looking for material for their own blogs or their own newsletters can take them, can take those articles from that site. So what you get from it is, coming back to what you said earlier, we know about you promoting yourself at the end of the article, what you get is that when somebody copies your article, they have to copy it in its entirety, which means they have to include your promotion as well. So it gives you the chance to reach other markets rather than just your immediate network. Have you used it with some success, Gihan? Yeah, I have. I have, and I've got quite a number of articles on there. Uh, it has a couple of benefits. So one is, of course, people do publish it elsewhere and they come back to my website. But the other benefit is Easy in Articles is a very, very well-known and well-respected website. So quite often, people searching for information about a topic will find the article there first rather than finding it on my website. And there are people who spend all their time marketing through Easy in Articles and the people who have made a real business out of doing that. I don't think that most, most of us as business owners should do that, but I just think that given that you've written the article already, you might as well spend a couple of minutes just to cut and paste it into Easy in Articles. Last month, our cyberspace expert, Gihan Pereira, started this new article on how to turn one idea into 20 pieces of marketing material. So let's go on and see what next four suggestions are. So the next place you should publish it is Google+. So Google+, Plus is Google's own social network, and uh, it's really important. Google+, Plus, because it's owned by Google, does affect your search engine rankings when people are searching for your business or your topic area or your area of expertise. There's a lot you can do on Google+, and if you get really dedicated, you can do a lot more than this. But again, given that you've written the article, you might as well just spend a couple of minutes just copy and paste that, that entire article into your Google Plus account. So I don't really want to say much more about Google Plus than that we know, except to say if you want to get started with Google Plus, it's a really easy way to get started. Yes, you've got to start with your Gmail address, don't you? Yeah, that's right. So almost everybody's got a Google Plus account, even if you don't know it. Simply because you've got a Google account for Gmail or for even searching Google, you might have signed in for a Google account or you might be using Google Calendar or if you've got an Android phone, you've got a Google account. So getting started with Google Plus is really easy. Getting good at it is not so easy, but the easiest thing you can do is just publish articles to it. Every time you write an article for your blog, just copy and paste it into Google Plus as well. And the thing is, Google will use that in doing search results. I love that bit. Yeah, absolutely. So when... Like you may have even noticed this, we know when you do a search on Google, sometimes some of the results that come up are web pages, but sometimes they actually are a Google Plus result. So there'll be a result from somebody's Google Plus page, which is really interesting because that's a new thing that Google has introduced, which means that it's indexing not only websites, but it's indexing what's happening on Google Plus as well. All right, Gihan, next. So the next one is, again, publishing it to a blog, but this time you're not publishing it to your own blog, you're publishing it to somebody else's blog. 
Um, so again, some people are doing some some of the serious internet marketers. They call this strategy guest blogging, and they put a lot of work into trying to get your get their articles into other people's blogs. And what you're looking for are people who reach the same market as you have, but aren't competing. Obviously, your competitors don't want to publish your articles in their blog, but there are other people who might. So they might be reaching the same market, but they're selling different products and services to them. So what you're looking for is to find blogs like that, read them, so subscribe to them for a while, or read their articles, see the sort of style that they write in, see the sort of articles that they write, and then just send an email to the blog owner saying, look, I really saw, I saw your blog, I like it, I've got a blog post here, which I'd like to do as a guest post on your blog. And ideally, what you want to do is send them the article so they can actually read it, have a look, see if it fits, and they can come back to you with a yes or a no. Do you get that working for you very often, Gihan? To be honest, we know I'm a little bit lazy about this. I know I could make it work a lot better for me if I find the right blogs to, to get to post on, uh, but I haven't put as much effort as I could into it. And the people who do it, they swear by it. Because what you're doing is you're tapping into somebody else's network and you're doing it in a really non-intrusive way. Because if you do it the right way, then what you're doing is you're publishing to, to a blogger who's looking for content for their site. So there is one, there's one blog that I publish to regularly, which is all about working out of office. And as you know, we know that's one of my topic areas is how to use the internet to work away from a traditional office. So there's one blog that I publish to regularly where I publish blog posts about virtual work and telecommuting and working from a home office. And it gives me access to their network and their database without me having to build up that network myself. Gihan, is there somewhere you can search for blogs of the type you want or you've just got to Google people who write about articles, write about stuff? Yeah, what you do is you, you do a Google search. So we know if you do a, if you do a Google search for business marketing, a number of the search results that come up will be blogs. And so what you're looking for are, are bloggers who are blogging in the same area as you are. Okay, blogs, I suppose your next tip would be that you could do the same thing for somebody else's newsletter. Yeah, exactly right, exactly right. Because you're publishing it on your own blog and your own newsletter and you might as well do the same for somebody else's newsletter. So again, what you do is you find good newsletters that are related to your market area and reaching the same sort of people that you want to reach and subscribe to them. So subscribe to them and get a few issues for yourself so you get some idea of what sort of style and what sort of articles they write. It, it takes a little bit longer with newsletters, we know, because with blogs, all the blog posts are there, so you can just, once you find a blog, you can just spend you know, 10 minutes reading through all the past blog posts. It's more difficult to do that with newsletters. You've got to subscribe for a while to see what the newsletters are like. And then again, you approach the newsletter author and uh, the newsletter publisher and offer to write a guest article for their newsletter. Just one thing I should say about both guest blogging for blogs or guest posting in newsletters. I see some people who write to me, and this happens to me with my newsletter, I occasionally get people who will email me and they'll want to advertise in my newsletter. So I don't think you should start that way. I think you should start by offering to give them a free article that, that delivers value to their readers rather than offering to pay for advertising or advertise and get a commission on, on sales because people really do, they, they care a lot about their readers and they protect them very carefully so they'd much rather that they keep publishing articles rather than trying to push some product or services on okay. their own. Now I happen to have your notes and the next one absolutely slaughters me. Cyberspace expert Gihan is going to make the suggestion of... Sending snail mail. 
Mickey, and what are you doing? It's just such a point of difference now, we know. So you take the article, and this is, this is the advantage of writing a one-page article, so you've written your seven brilliant no-cost marketing ideas article, print that on your letterhead, and send it out to people by snail mail. Uh, so choose the people you send it to and just send it to them. They will be amazed. They will fall off their seats in amazement with the fact that you're sending them something in the post. It's amazing how well that works. Never forget the power of snail mail. Thank you, Gihan. You've made my year. <laughs> <laughs> and we know you probably know this already, but one other little tip you can do with the snail mail is once you print it out, uh, just add a little handwritten note saying, we know you should look at tip number three. Or something like that. Or a little post-it note stuck to it or a couple of pen marks on it or, you know, scratch something on the side. Wonderful stuff. Exactly. It proves that you've touched it and it hasn't just gone out from your assistant or from through some virtual service, but you've actually taken the time to do that. Quite often I'll do that and I'll even take just a yellow highlighter and highlight one of the tips in there and that shows to them that uh, I've thought about them specifically. <laughs> Gihan recommending snail mail. Fantastic. So, it's on with the show. What else can we do with this one idea into 20 pieces of marketing material? Now, we've done a lot with the written article. What are we going to do next as we head towards these 20 great ideas? Yeah, you're right, Peter. So we've done a lot with the written article. And even if you do just the written stuff, I think you'd be way ahead of most businesses and most marketers. So even if you do nothing more than that, that's a really good start. Um, and the reason I'm saying that is now you've got to do a little bit more work. So everything else we've talked about so far, once you've written the article, it's just cut and paste or hit the print button. So now, the next thing I suggest is create an audio version of it. So as we said earlier, there's some people who like to listen rather than read. So you take that article and read it and record it. So all you do is you read it out loud. Just read it out loud on your PC or your Mac, or you can even record it through your iPhone or your Android phone. So read it out loud, record it, save it as an MP3 file, and post it on your website as a free download, or it could go into your blog. Now, I know as I've said that, it sounds really easy, and uh, you may be wondering, okay, how do you do the recording? How do you do the MP3? How do you post it to your blog or to your website? So you may need to get somebody, a smart techie person, to help you out with that. Uh, to do the technical bit, but the bit that you do is that you read it out and you record it and that's it. So you, it will probably take with an article about uh, four to four and five hundred words, probably end up with about four to five minutes worth of an article that's available as an MP3 file. That's a great length for people to listen to. So they just click a play button and they listen to it. And when, of course, you've got it there, make sure you tell people, give them an email to tell them it's there. Uh, make sure they know that they can go and listen to the audio. Yeah, exactly. And you're, not, you're probably not going to do this for every one of the articles that you write, but you may have really selective articles that you think are really worthwhile creating in different formats. And for that, in your, in your next newsletter, you might mention that, by the way, last month's newsletter is now available in audio form. So the article is now available in audio form and send them a link to that. And one of the really convenient places to publish those articles, we know, is to put them on your blog. So it means that you're blogging more frequently and every blog post you write has its own unique web address. So you can always send people to a specific article or a specific audio file. Okay, so we've done that. What else can we do with that MP3 file? Yeah, the other thing is you create an audio newsletter. 
So instead of people going to the website and just getting one MP3 file that they click and download, you can get them to subscribe to an audio newsletter. And you may have heard the term podcast, we know, and that's what an audio newsletter is. So podcast is an audio newsletter. So just like they're getting your text articles by email in their inbox, they get your podcast, so they get your audio MP3 files through the iTunes store on their phone or on their tablet or even on their computer. So the advantage, of course, is that you don't have to send them to an article every time you do one. Uh, we're talking about the MP3 version of the article. Uh, they subscribe to it, and every time they reconnect, the latest issues of their podcast are downloaded. So, for example, for me, we know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and there's podcasts that I've subscribed to at 5 a.m. every morning before I wake up, my phone automatically downloads all the new episodes, and they're, they're ready for me to listen to. Fantastic. Where can you create your podcast? Um, I use a service called Hipcast, so H-I-P, hipcast.com. It's a very cheap, very affordable service, especially for small business owners. It costs about, I think it costs about $5 a month, and you can pretty much upload as many MP3 files as you want, and it takes care of it. all the heavy lifting of creating a podcast for you. Um, and I use the service, I've used it for years, uh, and I think now I've upgraded the $10 a month service, but for most business owners, the $5 a month service is fine. Excellent. Okay, so those are a couple of things we can do with the audio version. I guess you're going to tell me we can do something visually now, Gihan. Yes, exactly, exactly. And we'll get to video, which is something that a lot of people are interested in, but even without video, there are some things that you can do just with the points. So again, remember that we started with an article with seven points, so seven tips for doing something. The very first thing you can do is turn it into a PowerPoint presentation, so a slideshow. Now, even if you're not a presenter and you're not comfortable with PowerPoint, this is probably the easiest PowerPoint slideshow you're going to create. Because you've got these seven tips, you're going to have a slideshow with the nine slides on there. So number one is just a big cover slide that has a title on there. Then each one of the next slides has each one of your tips on there. So it's a the summary of the tip, and you may even just copy the text of the article into there. Although what I like to do, we know, is put a picture, a nice picture on that slide. So it just has a title and a picture, and that's it. So you do one, one tip per slide, or one slide per tip, and then at the very end, you have a closing slide, which has your, your pretty face on there, your website address, and other ways that people can get in touch with you. So you just create a simple PowerPoint presentation, and then there's a website called SlideShare, so slideshare.com, which is like YouTube for PowerPoint. So there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of slideshows uploaded there, and it's free to use. You simply upload your PowerPoint presentation, and it becomes available on Slideshare. Okay, that's pretty simple. And then, of course, you can send people a link to it. That's what you do? That's right. You can send people a link to it, or just like with a YouTube video, you can embed that into your blog. So that's what I always do whenever I publish something on Slideshare, I get the embedding code, which again Slideshare gives to you, and cut and paste that into my blog. So it becomes a blog post as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, so I've done that. What's next? Yep, and the next one is there's another site like Slideshare. It's called AuthorStream. Uh, and uh, authorstream.com, it's not as big as Slideshare, but it's, it's still a reasonable size. And again, given that you've taken the trouble of already creating a PowerPoint presentation, you might as well publish it to AuthorStream as well, because it goes then in two different places. And, and, and the other thing is that Google, when people do Google searches, they will find presentations on SlideShare and AuthorStream as well. So it just gives you one other place that Google can find you, or in this case, two other places. Fantastic. 
Now, so far, Gihan has said, publish the article on your blog, publish it in your email newsletter, submit it to ezinearticles.com, post the article in full on Google+, look for blogs that reach the same target market as yours, offer to submit the article to somebody else's email newsletter, print it on your letterhead and post it to 20 people in your network. Then create an audio version for the people who prefer to listen. Now, you can read it out loud, record it, and post the MP3 file on your website, or post the MP3 file to your podcast. Now, then he goes on and says, we can make it more visual, turn it into a PowerPoint presentation, publish it on SlideShare, or on authorstream.com. So, what's he got in store for us now? All right, so again, we need to like this one because this is going from the digital world to the, the physical world. Is you've got these great, you've got these seven tips. You've already written these seven tips and you've got them with a nice picture next to each one. So save your PowerPoint slides as individual graphics and then send them off to a printer, an actual printer who's going to print postcards for you. Wow. And postcard, postcard marketing has worked really well for me over the years, we know. And I think partly, again, because it's something that people don't expect anymore. So when they get a little postcard from me with a nice little tip on the front and a nice photo and a handwritten note on the back, they really appreciate it. They really value it. Okay, that's a great idea. And next. Okay, so the last one's going to take a little bit more work. And this is this is creating an infographic. So an infographic, you've probably seen these, we know. They're these, these generally they tend to be quite long graphics. But they've yeah, got they're like posters, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Posters are a really good way of describing it, exactly. So it might have some graphs with some statistics on there. It will have some nicely laid out information. So it's a combination of text and visually appealing graphics. So you can create infographics. And there's a site called Visually, which is visual, V-I-S-U-A-L dot L-Y. So that's the site, Visually, visual dot L-Y, which allows you to create your infographics. You can create them free and then publish them to your blog or embed them anywhere. Or again, Google will index the infographics that are on there. So this might take a little bit more work, so it's not as easy as just taking each of those tips and then creating a PowerPoint presentation. But if you've got the right article and you think it's something that is in high demand, then it's worth putting their effort into creating an infographic. So it might take you a couple of hours to do that, we know. So again, it's not a huge amount of work, but it is extra work. What do you do with an infographic when you receive it? Do you print it off and stick it on your wall, or do you just have a look at it like I do? Yeah, so I, I very rarely print them, but I do save them, you know. So sometimes I will save the infographic, and a bit of a tangent, I use Evernote to save things that I want to keep for later, and so I'll save the graphic and save it to Evernote so I can go always refer back to it easily. Um, the, other, the other nice thing about infographics, which leads on from your question, is most infographics have instructions on how to share the infographics. So most people who create infographics will allow other people to share them. So it's another way, and, and, and visually does that as well. So visually will automatically, when you create your infographic, it will automatically create some sharing code, which other people can then use to share it on their blogs or to share it on their website. So again, it's another way for you to get exposure through creating, to, again, just based on that article that you wrote right at the start. Now, please, Mr. Pereira, can I please do it in video for <laughs> Yes, and you should do video. So video is something that lots of people love, and uh, even though I don't like video that much, I know there are lots of other people who, who do like video. So one of the things you can do is take your article and create a YouTube video out of it. 
And it's, it's pretty easy. All you do is you sit in front of your camera and you've got the article and you speak your article to camera. And don't read it out word for word because that can sound a little bit strained and artificial. But it's not that hard to say, hi, this is Winston Marsh from Business Marketing and I want to share with you seven brilliant no-cost marketing ideas. So here's number one. You just go and talk through them. So just talk to camera, we know. So just create a short video, which is going to be about three or four or five minutes long. And if you've done the audio version, where you record yourself reading out the article, you'll find the video version pretty easy to do. So do it in front of your computer or even from your phone. There's nothing wrong nowadays with just taking out your phone and saying, um, you know, Hi, I'm Winston Marsh. I'm just sitting here at Circular Key outside the beautiful Opera House. And I just thought I'd share with you some, some ideas about... Uh, no-cost or low-cost marketing ideas. And you do it that way in a really informal setting. People don't expect you to have really professional studio. Okay, I can do that. Anything else I can do in video form? Yeah, look, the other thing you can do um, is instead of having a video of you and seeing your face, what you can do is take the slideshow. So if you create a slideshow that we talked about earlier, you can save those as individual slides and use a website called Animoto. So it's A-N-I-M-O-T-O. So animoto.com will take any number of graphics and then create a really nice animated slideshow out of them. So it was really designed for doing photo albums, we know. So you might have some nice Christmas photos or some holiday photos and you upload them to Animoto and it creates a beautifully animated slideshow with some music in the background and they, they look really pretty. They look really they look really professional, and all you've done is uploaded the pictures. So they're really intended for personal use, but you can use Animoto for business use as well. So you've got to pay the commercial license fee for that to do it for business use, but it's worthwhile because what you do is you take your slideshow that you've already created, upload the slides, and because they're, all just, they're just seven tips, you don't have to talk over them. The seven tips are just there as an as a animated slideshow with some nice music behind them. If you've never used it, you don't really know what we're talking about here, so just give it a go. So go to animoto.com, sign up for the free version, and just publish your holiday photos just to get an idea and get, get an experience of how Animoto works, and then do the same for your business article. And we've got through a fair bit, so over to you, Gihan. Okay, so we're down into the home stretch here, we know, so I think we've done about 15 so far, and they're still, remember, based on that original article that you wrote, which is about four or 500 words. So the next series are all about expanding that content. So what you've got is a one-page article. What I'm suggesting now is you expand that. The first one is to create a special report. And the special report is not going to be 50 pages. It's only going to be four or five pages. But what you've got is, let's say, again, we've got these seven articles, uh, sorry, seven tips in the article. Instead of being about a paragraph each, they're going to end up being about, let's say, half a page to about two-thirds of a page, maybe even one page each. So you just write, expand the writing so that each tip has a little bit more information around it. And then you end up with, let's say, five, six, seven-page special report. And then you save it as PDF and make it available as a free download from your website. And the front of the report, you say that other people have got permission to take this and copy it and pass it on to other people as well. So that's the idea. You're writing a marketing report, which people can then pass on to others. And, of course, when you've got it the website, you've got to tell people that it's there. If they've got it there, you don't tell people. They don't know. Yes, exactly. And it's a good thing that you keep reminding people of that, we know, because that is exactly right. I see so many people who do stuff but then never tell anybody that it's there. You know, it's like having a lovely website but never getting anybody to visit it unless... 
you tell people it's there and they can get the material, what's the point? Yeah, exactly right, exactly right. The other thing I was going to say, when you've got that free report, one of the things you can do is if you're not doing this already, you should have, you should have some incentive for people to sign up to your newsletter. We're long past the days when people would be happy, happy to give out their email address to sign up for everything under the sun. They don't. You've got to bribe them. And a really good bribe or really good incentive you can give them is to say, when you sign up to the newsletter, you get this special report. So you may not make it available to everyone. It's only to people who sign up to the newsletter. Yeah, excellent. Anything else we can do with that uh, PDF, that special report? Again, what I want to try and encourage people to do is make as much, get as much leverage from that as they can. So one of the other things you can do is there's a website called Issue, which is spelled I-S-S-U-U. So that's not a typo. So it's not I-S-S-U-E. It's I-S-S-U-U dot com. And it's a bit like YouTube for special reports. So just like YouTube is for publishing videos, this is a, a website for publishing e-books or special reports. So you just take your PDF file and upload it to issue.com. So it goes on there as a, a publicly available report that people can read on the issue website. And the reason you're doing it is simply to get more exposure because you might as well, given that you've got the report, you're giving it away free, you might as well give it away free on issue.com as well. Yes, indeed. Why not? Okay. Anything else there, Gihan? Yeah. One other thing you can do with your article is you've written an article giving people advice, but you can also turn it into a diagnostic tool. So if you imagine going back to those seven points that you've created for the article, so these are the seven tips, think about turning each one of them into a question where you ask people to rate themselves on a scale of zero to five, for example. Then what you've got is not just an article that people can read and get information from, but they're actually rating themselves, they're assessing themselves on how well they're doing on each of these seven points. And now, you don't need any fancy software to create an automatic diagnostic self-assessment tool. All you do is you write up that, that one-page article as a one-page diagnostic tool. So, so you've seen this, we know, so you've seen this. It's like a Reader's Digest self-assessment tool or a, a Cosmo self-assessment tool. That's all you're doing. And you're asking people to print it out and rate themselves and then give them a score at the end. And, of course, at the end of the article, you tell them that, depending on their score, they should contact you to find out what that score means and what they should do, depending on what score they got. Yeah, and people love doing that. They love rating themselves or rating their business. Gets them involved, and then they want to know, you know, what to do about it or how they've turned out. Yeah, exactly. And it's a little bit more engaging than just reading, because it's very easy to read and be passive about it, but getting them to actually rate themselves gets them, gets them thinking a little bit more and makes it a little bit more active. Well, now, on my count, I think you need to give me two more, and we've just about got our 20 hands. so come on. That's right. Now, all the stuff that we've talked about so far has generally been, has been about you create the material, you put it out there, and then people can stumble across it at any time. The last two are about creating an event. So what you're doing is you're creating a live event. And um, most people don't think about this when they write an article. They think, well, that's something that I just publish and leave it for people to find. But there are ways that you can create an event around your, around your area. So one of them is running a webinar. So a webinar is an online seminar. So it's an online presentation. You sit in front of your computer and you present uh, with slides. And people, the people who are attending the webinar, they sit in front of their computers, maybe on the other side of the world, 
and they listen and they, they get value from it, they can ask questions. And you do that a lot, Gihan, don't you? I run a lot of webinars and most of my webinars are educational, not promotional. And that's what I recommend you do as well. So you run a free educational webinar on the topic. So what's the topic and what, how do you create your slides? Well, you've already done it. So the topic is exactly the same topic that you wrote for your article. So your webinar title is Seven Brilliant No-Cost Marketing Ideas or Seven Tips for Making Your Home More Saleable. Whatever it is, that's what you run your webinar on. And your webinar, you have to create some slides for it, but you've already done that. Because you did that earlier when you were creating the PowerPoint presentation. So you just use exactly the same seven slides for your webinar. And people attend and you go through those seven tips and you ask for questions. And if you've never done webinars before, it might, be, it might sound like a fairly daunting idea, but the easiest way to do it is to make it a lot about answering questions. So you run a Q&A webinar, we know, and the easiest way to do that is you send out to your newsletter database, you say, I'm going to run a webinar in a week's time on this topic, seven no-cost marketing ideas. Uh, what would you most like to know? And you get them to email you their questions in advance so that you've got them prepared so when you run the webinar, you run them and you incorporate their questions into your presentation. And you might take some time during the webinar to answer their questions live as well, but you know pretty much the sort of things they're going to ask you. And you can repeat that webinar every month or every three months, you know, exactly the same webinar with different people attending. Yeah, that's excellent. Excellent. And of course, you can record it too, can't you, Gihan, and have it uh, available on demand. Exactly. And the, the webinar software that I use is a tool called GoToWebinar. Um, and it's got a free trial, so I think when you sign up, you get a 30 days trial, and you can run as many webinars as you like uh, in that time. So I recommend you do that. So when you're ready to just run a webinar, um, get to go to webinar. So you sign up at gotowebinar.com. There's no software to to install or download. You just, um, I think it installs itself, and then you run a webinar. You press the record button when you start, and it does a recording for you automatically. So you end up with a video file of your webinar recording, which you can then publish elsewhere as well. It's amazing. It's fantastic. And the final one. The last one is a Google Hangout, we know, and we've done a couple of these and it's become really popular in the last couple of years. So Google Hangout is, the, the easiest way to think about this is a free video conference call with up to 10 people. So again, you can you run your webinar, the same webinar content, but you run it through a Hangout. And the Hangout, you have people on the call, it might be just you, or you might have somebody who is interviewing you about those seven things. So you might be interviewing me, you know, about the seven great marketing ideas, and people will see us. So they'll see the two of us um, talking to each other, and they'll see us in our offices, and we talk through the seven tips. And you can have as many people watching that, and they can watch it live on YouTube. So you just invite people and say, I'm going to be running a Hangout at this time, log on to my YouTube channel and you'll be able to watch it live. And again, it can be recorded. In fact, Google will record it automatically and publish it straight to your YouTube channel. So it's another way of running the event. So rather than people seeing slides, they see two people talking through the topic. And in fact, we could have done this all as a hangout, couldn't we? Yeah, we could. We could. And uh, it's, it's another option. And one of the things I like to do, as we said right at the start, we know, is to try and repurpose information so it's available in as many different formats as possible. Well, you've certainly given us uh, 20 great ideas, Gihan. Yeah, thanks, you know. And I just want to say one thing that, you know, we've got 20 things here. I'm not suggesting you do all of them. I'm, not, I'm definitely not suggesting you do all of them for every article that you write. 
I think you should start with the ones that are easiest for you and then start building up and trying different things over time. I don't want you to feel daunted by the idea that you have to do 20 things for every article that you write. You shouldn't. You should definitely publish your newsletter and blog first, so that's essential, and then pick and choose some of the others. And you can do it at your own pace. Just do the ones that you're most comfortable with and that you've got the most time to do. And then over time, you'll be building up your expertise. And still, if you do just a newsletter and blog, let's say you do that once a month with a really good article every month, you'll still be way ahead of what most businesses are doing. And as a result, probably way ahead in the business that you're getting and the profits you're deriving from your business. Gihan Pereira, thank you. You're welcome, Wino. I hope you got some value from the conversation with Winston. And even if you can't take away 20 ideas, I hope you can take some away and use them in your content marketing. And if you're a business owner, I can highly recommend you subscribe to Winston's program. And if you'd like to know more about that, you can check out his website at winstonmarsh.com.au. You'll love it. If you want to know more about content marketing, it's part of my package called Real Leaders Use Social Media. And you can get that from my website at gihanperera.com. So that's it for Expert Gold Radio this month. I hope you enjoyed the show and found something that you can take away and use in your personal and your professional life. If you'd like to engage with me in other ways, here are some other things that you can do. You can engage me as a speaker for your next conference and you can find out more at gihanspeaks.com. You can subscribe to my email newsletter, which is also called Expert Gold, at gihanperera.com. And while you're there, read and subscribe to my blog as well. And also sign up to my free webinar series. They'll help you with your personal and professional life, especially in how the internet has changed the way that the world works. You can also go to my video channel at gihanperera.tv and watch my regular educational videos. Or you can join my membership site, the eGurus community, at eGurus.info. I'll be back next month with more great content. Have a great month and bye for now. You've been listening to Expert Gold Radio. If you'd like to subscribe, read the show notes, or leave your comments, visit expertgoldradio.com. And remember, great minds don't think alike.